0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Knee Slap and K-Pop podcast. And this is not at all an episode about K-Pop, but I'm Sammy, and I'm here with Maria. Hey, everybody. Hope you're doing well. And this is, I think this is the first time we've ever done something on loan by ourselves together.
1: Oh, yeah, it is, (laughs) for sure. It's funny, (laughs) though, because, like, we were, like, the first, um... People that, like, of this crew that literally met each other in a Discord. True. Which is funny.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we we started the knee slapper somehow. Essentially. And now we're here. Mm -hmm. But um, this episode sort of came to be, and the bullshit reason we are allowed to talk about this is because I think now, like, five or six K-pop idols have tested positive for COVID. Something like that. And so now we're doing the COVID episode because me and Maria have had sort of our own unique experiences this year with COVID.
1: Oh, yeah, it's it's been a time, Um, but you, you'll find out very, very shortly. Very but soon. um, we're probably two of I think Sammy said it best earlier, but we're two of probably the most qualified people to talk about this at this point in time, especially in this group
0: of us. <laughs> But yeah so if you want to give them a little bit of your background and why
1: all right so uh, i guess uh, put it shortly for those of you who not know uh i guess the quick summary is that i graduated with a biotechnology degree um won't say where because i don't want to dox myself but um but uh from there i've worked since coming out of college and even before with my co-ops i've basically been working the biotech biopharmaceutical can't even speak biopharmaceutical industry ever since coming out of that mainly with um qc a smidge in like operation supply chain but mainly with qc especially coming right out of school so uh i worked with
0: uh let's call it and qc is quality control for anyone that does not know what that means
1: brief summary of a quality control is um in a company, like a biopharmaceutical company, you your big money makers are definitely like manufact- is the manufacturing department because, you know, they make the medicine, duh. And then you have supply chain or like materials or the people who basically handle shipments coming in and out and bring like products or not just products really, more like raw materials and like um, components or um, sorry, consumables that are used within to make these medicines. And then probably you could argue the third most important teams. I it, it really depends on the day. I argue it's more so quality control than quality assurance for reasons, but the quality, overall quality team. But quality assurance, they focus more on like documentation, writing SOPs, standard operating procedures and other types of important uh, documents for the company to like describe um you know work procedures and also like sign off on training, make sure people get appropriately trained because for health authorities, for this industry, it's very important. There's like an indication that people are trained and you're doing things that you say are doing and you're not lying about anything. <laughs> there, there's reasons Please for that. Please don't be this lying president's... about
0: anything in your industry. No, people, God.
1: people totally don't. But <laughs> there's a reason why they, <laughs> let's put it this way, there's a reason why they exist. Um, and then my department is quality control. We're different from quality assurance. We still focus on huge part of it's quality. But we're different because we do like physical testing. So essentially, any samples that they take from the manufacturing process of whatever medicine they're creating, uh, they get they usually distribute out samples for testing. Uh, well, oftentimes that's the most common part of it. So um, but there's a couple of components of it. There's a couple of exemptions. So the first main part, let's say you got, um, I'll just take my company, which I'll call Company A, just for the sake of this video because not in the mood to dox myself, but company A, they got, since they have a big facility, they got multiple types of QC subgroups, I guess you could say, within a department. So they got chemistry, which does a lot of analytical, kind of um, smaller micro-sample testing, that sort of stuff. Usually they deal with frozen samples like that get sent from manufacturing, like testing like lipids, um, and like um, osmolality, a bunch of other tests. They, um, they got microbiome, which does a lot of, like, immediate testing that like has to have a quick turnaround so for example you'll often hear things like bioburden endotoxin um surprisingly they test uh, toc or total organic um was it total organic compound testing i think that's how you say it i always forget i'm used to the acronyms at this point but um yeah they do that at my site but they also do like um other things like growth promotion um stuff that like can be kept at like a more like lower temperature not necessarily frozen but like uh it's more like they need results from that sort of stuff right away uh there's also bioassay which they do like stuff with m um with like um more like um dna kind of related stuff i won't get into specifics for reasons but um <laughs> sensitive information mainly but um stuff like that and then you have other certain like subgroups sometimes in qc for example a big one's raw materials which is what i did a lot at my previous job but also a little bit here too i may know it's funny both of my jobs i've currently had out of school have been essentially hybrid positions in some sort of way but um my prior job was definitely more so it was like a combination of like raw materials inspection slash broadly QC helper kind of stuff, and then my current job is more so like sample management slash raw material stuff. It, it's weird. I've kind of lucked out with the hybrid roles in QC lately. But um, okay. Get, I get to get I guess to get more to the point. Um, so you have these other roles like sample management, which they help like handle shipments, um, handle distributing out samples to people, setting up. Uh, things within limbs which is there's many different types of limb systems but these limb systems are like they track samples and testing and results from testing that sort of stuff uh it's it's pretty common in the industry um ironically the places i've worked at use the same type of limb system so that was beneficial in terms of learning picking up things quickly but um that's very common that's what a lot of um health authorities were used to track like testing to say oh this is the life journey of a sample and this is how they track it digitally you know because um, data integrity is a big deal with a lot of these companies. And then um, with raw materials, it's more so they a- test and approve of raw materials being specifically made to create these types of medicines um, into um, to go into production. Because otherwise, you don't approve that. Guess what? You're not making your batch on time. You're not going to meet production schedules. So there's also that pressure to try to like make sure things are tested and approved and signed off to be ready for use kind of deal so that they could take them and use them in production. So, there's a lot of, like, work behind the scenes that goes into that. So, I mainly focus in that department. So, a little bit, definitely more so testing in this role, but more so, like, I guess you say operations in a way, a combination of, like, operations, because of handling, like, shipments and distributing out samples, and then um, just, like, some assay testing and mainly a lot of sampling for testing to happen, essentially. That's what I mainly do now at my current job, and uh, where I currently work without disclosing too much information uh is for a company currently working on a covid vaccine so company a they shall be known as in this video and hopefully i'll remember that throughout this entire video but company a i joined them um i guess at this point what a couple months ago a few months ago um so yeah still kind of relatively new to that company but i've been within the industry to kind of know how things operate in general but yeah, things are kind of hectic, but um, I'll stop right there before I get more into it kind of deal. So, Sammy, I guess if you want The long and
0: short of it is, Maria yeah. just sort of prevents these medications from k- tests if they would kill you.
1: Yeah, essentially. We are essentially. we exist because of health authorities to make sure yep. that- what To make sent- sure no yeah. one gets hurt. We stop it before it gets sent out to people, essentially. Yeah. At least that's the intention. It doesn't always happen that way, unfortunately, but for the most part, it helps out a lot. Yeah. You know, And so. then
0: on my end, I'm a registered nurse. I've been working in a hospital for about two years now. And so my position is I'm a floor nurse. I do technically a float pool nurse, which just means that I can work on multiple different floors in a hospital. Usually you'll have your ICU. I don't work in the ICU, but that's your critical care. Step-down units, which is sort of... A lot of it is based on how sick a patient is, and then they're just sent to the appropriate floor. I can work on a—so your ICU is for your sickest patients. Then you'll—sometimes some hospitals will have a step-down unit, which is just patients that are not as sick as an ICU, so you'll take a step down. A telemetry unit is for any patient that needs any kind of cardiac monitoring, and, and I can work on telemetry units. And so that is just, if you're having a heart attack, if you're having a stroke, if you're having anything that, like, we need to be able to see what your heart rhythm is at all times. So those, and those are considered higher acuity. And then a regular med-surg unit or a medical surgical unit is just where you go when you're sick. If you're having surgery, if you have, if you're just, are ill and you're not that acutely ill, then you'll just go there and I can work on med surge units and I can work on telemetry units and I also worked in a, a rehab facility that we have. And that's sort of what I'm doing in my day-to-day life before this happened.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh so you can see we and Sammy are kind of uh specially tied um to <laughs> so this, this whole
0: pandemic.
1: Yeah, we have a very it's also part of the reason why you probably haven't seen me too often cuz in the middle of dealing with um stuff at my prior workplace and just trying to move and everything and also just (laughs) just being busy in general I was also basically staying with relatives for a good amount of the time for like more than like a month like I think about six seven weeks I was with them so because of that um not really appropriate especially staying at other relatives houses to like probably record it might be a podcast yeah yeah a podcast it might just be kind of you know rude or something like that um i don't or at least i don't want them to interpret it like that but having to explain that you know i'm part of a podcast is kind of just like not really something i want to do at the moment kind of deal nope
0: so they kind this of don't probably know why them. you've <laughs> heard me more because yeah. i need a distraction from everything that's happening exactly Especially why we started this podcast because mm-hmm. i was going through hell in my job and Basically, everyone yeah. else was quarantined thus we started a podcast yeah <laughs> as a lot of people i do think did while quarantine was happening
1: yeah just starting podcasts or just trying to find ways to entertain themselves
0: both a little bit okay. of column a a little bit of column b that's fair yeah <laughs> <laughs> we decided Honestly. that how we distract ourselves is making a. An- an internet podcast about k-pop i mean actually
1: it's like this is this is what the pandemic did it led to us to create this gosh darn show up once
0: in a I've while had, <laughs> i've had a lot of fun i've been on almost every episode of you this have day.
1: i mean i I've, I've found my distraction in other things too like oh god i think in an early episode that was the um the anime intros episode, that's where you found out I got into anime. I still yep. am watching it, but I've been I've been so busy Less. with everything and moving that yeah. I just have not been able to, but I, I think I will, especially with the new job and working overtime. Yeah. I've been working a good amount of overtime because
0: of everything. I think we everything. understand why. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> um, if we want to get into sort of... The, so that's what kind of we were doing before yeah. <laughs> the pandemic. <laughs> then the pandemic hit in, like, March... Let's go with March because time is a blur. Stateside, stateside,
1: I say March was like the big yeah, and even that.
0: then, I remember like my job. It started slowly, but the thing was, I don't like in in many ways. I remember when the, when it first started. It's just that there were no tests, thus we were getting patients, and who probably now looking back, looking back, probably might have had COVID. Oh yeah, but did not have the stereotypical signs because there anything can be COVID signs now. Essentially, you test anybody that goes into a hospital for COVID. Anybody that's getting admitted has to be tested, even if there's like almost zero chance that they have it and they're coming in for no symptoms of COVID. You're testing them just to be on the safe side. And there's people that I look back on where I'm like, that might have been COVID, especially because it's March. You're still in the middle of. You're at the end of flu season, really, and you're still in, like, the cold, so there's still a lot of pneumonia, there's still a lot of all respiratory illnesses. And that is what COVID is, COVID's a respiratory illness. And I remember in the beginning, everything was just, like, it was, no one really knew what was happening, everybody was very scared, but also, like, didn't really think it would be that bad. And then it started to hit slowly, because it started to be that you'd have, I remember when we had one patient. In the whole hospital that had COVID. And it was terrifying. And then it became more and more and more. And at some point, I think almost every single bed in the hospital I worked at was a COVID bed. They weren't really admitting anybody else because there was, like, those are issues. And, and sh- when you shut down an OR in a hospital, which is a lot of where, a, a lot of money that comes from a, from a hospital comes from surgery, because surgery is very expensive to do.
1: Mainly elective surgeries? Is that my understanding? A lot of it's elective. A lot yeah. of it
0: is things that are, like, necessary, but don't necessarily need to be done this very moment.
1: Okay, got And you. because
0: of... Essentially, because we were required to, because of state mandates, you had to shut down the OR. So we weren't getting surgical patients at all. And really, everything was focused at COVID. And really, anybody that didn't have to go into a hospital wasn't coming like we i remember that there was a point where i hadn't had like there were just we were thinking like are is there no one having a stroke like different things that you used to keep seeing often just weren't coming in because people were scared
1: oh yeah because they just
0: didn't want to leave like you go to a hospital you know what that you're at risk for and that's just the truth you were because every bed was a covid bed and the worst part of it was just like in that first wave, it was just, it was something you hadn't seen before, and you weren't really sure what to do, because no one knew what to do. Doctors were, every day I would go into work, like, I, I worked 12-hour shifts, so I would either work three or four days, a, I worked three to four days a week, and then would we'll just have days off, and I'd come back, and it'd be, we'd be doing completely different things to the patients, because Um, Something a lot of people didn't realize with COVID was that it causes, you'd look at their lab work, and they'd have high D-dimers. So what a D-dimer is, it shows how, how, it's blood coagulation. shows how much your blood is clotting. They'd have through-the-roof D-dimers, which, which you don't realize, that puts you on track for possibly having some kind of pulmonary embolism.
1: Oh, yeah. Or something
0: like that. Yeah,
1: that's terrifying. No one
0: was really noticing, like, In the beginning, no one thought to look at it, but, and you'd get, like, these 30-year-olds who are up and walking, and then you'd, they'd have a blood clot, and you're wondering why. Like, this is COVID. It's a respiratory illness. And then you see that, oh, wait, you do need to put them on a blood thinner because that's a risk. And that's, like, the weird things that you find with COVID. Like, I remember at one point in the beginning, they were intubating patients a lot. They'd come in, they'd still be breathing on their own, but they would proactively intubate somebody that needed a lot of oxygen because, which intubation is essentially just putting a tube down your throat and having a machine breathe both for you and also with you. Like, you're still breathing, you still have control a lot, but the machine is helping you breathe and giving you oxygen at the same time. Is it and like basically forcing your lungs to move and also forcing It forces your lungs you? to move. And at the beginning, yeah. they were thinking that that's good because it gives people's lungs rest. That's what they were thinking. What they found out is that that's not necessarily going to help unless you absolutely have to. Because the problem mm. wasn't that they were... The problem was you can't get them off. You have to wean people off a ventilator. And they have to be able to breathe on their own for them to be taken off of it. The problem was, when their body got used to being on the ventilator, it was hard to wean them off of it. Oh. And that was difficult. And I remember I remember the phase of the—I I, I, I distinctly remember this because I was off for, like, three days. Like, I had worked Friday. I had Saturday, Sunday, Monday off, and I came back on Tuesday. And that was when they figured out, I guess, that hydroxychloroquine— might work. I remember that distinctly and I went home having never given it, have never seen it and have never needed it because it's a rumtorch right because it's a drug that I just never needed to give. Mm. And I come in and I have I think eight patients that day and I think seven of them were on hydroxychloroquine. And I'm like, "Geez. What's hat like?" And then there were just like everybody was sort of adapting to whatever they thought would work. And none of it, I mean, we found out later hydroxychloroquine also doesn't really work. Now we're on remdesivir, which seems to be working. It seems to be better. Like, a lot of patients are on that now, and it seems to be doing them some good. But it's just, like, you'd you'd see, and then you'd, there were just even little things, like, we'd give them a lot of fluids to say maybe that'll, like, that would work, and then we realize your fluid overloading them, so oh, we'd geez. have to give them water pills to get all the fluid out because you're fluid overloading them. So basically, so it's like, I guess the gist that it's I'm coming out here just, is that
1: you're basically like almost a researcher
0: right now, trying to figure out what the hell is yes. wrong,
1: and you're trying to do it real time while trying to make sure you don't like they don't permanently die. harm someone. Yeah, it's not stressful. Even per-
0: a lot of it is not like so much permanently harm. It's just like. Oh you were just looking, it could be permanently harmed, but it's just like, you're looking at the situation, I give a lot of credit to a lot of the doctors, like, we had one pulmonologist, he was amazing, because he essentially at one point almost had every single patient, because it's a respiratory disease, you need a pulmonologist to be on, and he just was like, he found a method, what essentially we ended up doing was, in the morning we'd come in, we would see whatever patients, whatever oxygen they're on, and it's like, you can be on a little bit of oxygen to a lot of oxygen. And he could see a patient that was, oh my god, he was amazing in that he could look at a patient at, at some point and just see, he's going downhill now. We need to, like, immediately just figure that out and just get him off and, like, put him some- because the thing was, our ICUs were so full, you had to be very particular about who got a bed there. Oh. Because in many ways, ICUs got full- And the, while the patients that we were getting, I'm not going to say that they were too sick to be where they had to be. In a regular situation where we're not in an emergency situation like that, they would have been in an ICU just to have, because in ICU you have, I'm not even going to say that because in COVID they had far more than that, but they would have on a normal day, I should have around seven patients. A tele-nurse should have around... A medical-surgical nurse should have seven patients. A telemetry nurse should have max of six. And an ICU nurse should have max of, I think, three. I was getting nine to ten. Telemetry (sighs) was getting seven or eight. ICU nurses I know had, like, four or five. They were just getting as many as they could, like, you can handle. Oh, jeez. Because you're just trying to... You can't... We were putting as... there were like the problem we had our er full of patients that needed to be admitted but the problem wasn't that we we weren't going to take them is that we didn't have any beds to take them on like we were just there were no more rooms they were just that like you
1: physically had no
0: space We physically had no space unless we wanted to put them in the hallway and we can't (laughs) you can't put a covid patient in the hallway
1: like, no, they no way. They need to be
0: in closed- The other thing was, and it's something I didn't notice until I didn't have that luxury, of COVID patients have to be in completely closed rooms. Usually in a hospital, you leave the door open. Oh. Especially if you have, like, a confused patient or, like, a really elderly person. Like, you leave the door open. Like, if you're passing by, you can look inside and see if this old lady with dementia, who doesn't remember where she is, is trying to get up and is going to fall on the floor. Like, you can kind of keep the doors open and you can see them because there's no risk of, like, you getting, like, she's here for a broken hip. There's no risk of you getting, contracting something. With COVID, you had closed doors. So that was the weird thing of just, like, you couldn't see your patients. You just had to go in, and going in meant putting on all of the PPE all over again. (laughs) <laughs> which takes minute which takes a while to do.
1: Was it like 10 Before minutes each
0: time or No, no, it's not that long. You get into okay. a habit of it mainly cuz we just kept the masks on all day. Oh, the yeah. mask is what takes the longest amount of time, so it's the mask, gown, gloves and a shield. A plastic shield in front of your face. So that takes it's doesn't take that long, but when you're trying to like do something quickly, it feels like a lot of time at least. Oh yeah. So that was fun. And by fun, I mean the most stressful experience of my life.
1: And hopefully, probably will only be, but, you know.
0: I mean, the one thing with it is we are in the second wave. And I remember there was, like, this dip of, like, COVID happened. People got, like, it, it got terrible. Around the summer, it got better in that, like, we had only a few cases and people actually very good about, like, maintaining your social distancing and doing all of that and we had lower cases now that the second wave is hitting i will say the second wave what i've been seeing is that the patients seem to be a little less sick like i remember the first wave i don't know if it's just better treatment or what's going on with it or if the cases are just a little less severe but the first wave like we were getting i have never had so many patients we use the word expire because we don't want to use the word die, but a lot of patients died. And in a way, I know logically there's nothing more I could have done to help them. Logically, you know that, that this is just, no one knew what was happening. Like a lot of things, everything. But when your job is to try to help people and make people better, when that many people are dying, you wonder, like, did I miss something? Is there something I could have done? Is there something I could have done differently? Like, is there something I should have picked up on earlier? Things like that tend to creep into your mind of just, like, did I do something? Or, like, could I have done more? Logically, you know that, like, No, there's nothing, like, you did to the best of your ability and to the best of your knowledge, you did everything you could, but it's that little part of you that's always like, but I, could I have done more?
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Especially in that kind of situation. When things are out of your control and you're supposed to, like, probably be taught to try to keep in control, it's kind of, it's probably extremely frustrating, frankly. Like, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's just... It was a situation where, like, no- Everyone was doing the best that they could with the knowledge you had oh, yeah. at that time. It's just that the knowledge kept changing every- Every day. Every day we were getting new this or new that. And- I don't know. It just was- It was very oh, stressful. Yeah. I was very stressed that, that during that time. And it was just- The worst part was just seeing... And I think it's just some... The thing with COVID was just, like, it's a respiratory disease. And the thing you don't realize that a lot of it results in, like, people struggling to breathe is one of the hardest things to watch someone have to do. Because you're just, like, they, like... you, You don't really think about your own breathing, and I... I do realize I've now just made everyone aware of their own <laughs> You're
1: making me aware of my own freaking
0: breathing. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I made myself it's aware of my own breathing. breathing. <laughs> but, like, you, you just do it. And then you look at the patients where I'm, like, giving them, like, essentially blowing air into them. Like, it, like there's something called high-flow oxygen, which is, like, it's blowing air at, like, like a hundred percent oxygen, just straight into you as fast as it can to try to keep yourself breathing and your oxygen up. And it, it's hard. It's it's not. It's not a tube or anything. It's just like a lot of oxygen, and you're just like. And there's people that I still saw struggling to breathe on that, Ouch. and I'm like, that's like it's something that surprisingly affected me, where I was just like, Dude, wow. Like, you don't think about it until it's, like, right in front of you that, like, they can't breathe. Man. That's just, yeah. (laughs) And now I think it's a little bit, this, that's all, that was all really the first wave. Like, the first wave was bad in a way that I hope never happens. The second wave has been a little bit, I'm not gonna say easier because it's never easy, but it's been, I think, less, the patients seem less acute. We've sort of figured out good treatments, and we've sort of figured out, like, a lot of times I don't think a lot of people realized, like, when people could go home, when people were okay to go home, like, what is the appropriate oxygen level, and then just, so I think people are just now figuring out, like, what is okay for a COVID patient to be okay and to just be, be able to just ride the, because it's a virus. You're never gonna, like, there's nothing we can really give you that's gonna, like, s- if it's bacteria, we can give you an antibiotic. If it's something else, we can just give you medication. A virus is a completely different being. It's like, you just sort of have to treat it symptomatically. And then sort of have your body do the rest. The problem, really, is when your body isn't doing what it's supposed to be doing. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Uh, so off of that <laughs> how how did this affect your 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 job
1: um well i guess it depends where you want to start um i guess i'll we'll start with the first job I, I started with so uh should i just call it i don't know we'll call it company
0: company, oh,
1: old, company old company old company um so old company when this was happening because at the time, the wave was coming to Europe really freaking hard. And Old Company is yeah. was founded and is mostly based and has most of their facilities in an undisclosed location in Europe, which I won't say, because if I say it, it will definitely dox worries the to work at. So, <laughs> no. Um, but, um, so Old Company, because of that, um, you know, they uh, they highly, like, restricted travel for work reasons, and... I remember they used to they used to have to display forms to be like um, because also where old company where or at least the site where I worked at old company was in a state that wasn't or at least at the time it wasn't hit hard. I'm not quite sure now how that's going. I think it's still kind of better now. It's but, sort
0: of from what I'm seeing. It seems like now because first wave hit like East Coast and west coast well mainly the cities like the mainly cities. new york
1: mainly it hit LA, the cities yeah.
0: harder and it hit because i work in well, seattle too um,
1: seattle was big, big yeah
0: yeah seattle it, it hit the coasts a lot worse than yeah. it hit the interior which is why like the wave i got i got we got hit oh, very yeah. <laughs> hard you guys did and now even because s- again a lot of the interior just wasn't getting cases now the cases are far worse but they are far more spread apart I think a lot of the South is getting hit really hard, and a lot of the Midwest is getting hit very, very hard. Yeah, Florida
1: was a hot mess Whereas, Yeah.
0: (laughs) Florida's a hot mess, but Florida is always Florida. (laughs) Just saying. (laughs) Sorry, not sorry to any Uh. listener in Florida. You know where you are. (laughs) Poor Florida. But, um, yeah, it's- that's why it's sort of, like, the cases are bad now, and we are getting a lot of COVID, but it's sort of more- it's not every patient I have is yeah. a COVID patient. And also, yeah. Because
1: it's sort of Yeah, and also, out. it's also winter time, so it's also prime time for just a lot of, like, illness. So, old company, when this was starting to roll out, I remember that they had forms, um, uh, basically, um, before we came in, there were all, they had, like, the list of questions on the form, you know, like, did you travel from XYZ place? Because originally, there were a lot of places were focused in, like, Asia, and, of course, Italy, and, like, um... I think it was. Uh, was there another country? Maybe there might have been another one listed on there. But those are, like the targets. It's like, will you dare for the past X Y or so days and some other questions? No, they have a te- they have a hand you know temperature scanner thing, scan your forehead to make sure you weren't sick or anything, and then you just kind of walk in. Work. I think I think they gave. Um, they might have had some disposable, I don't know, I don't know if they really had as much disposable mass, but they did actually give us, in the beginning, masks that we could wash for ourselves, so a good chunk of my mass, I didn't have to buy, like, the reusable ones, they're all Ooh, from, nice. like, the majority of them are from, like, my prior company, so I will say, thank you, prior company, for that, but still, since it's a specific European country, insert quote, European country in here, <laughs> Jesus Christ, um, Because at the time, they were more, um, the cases weren't as crazy in that specific country, I think. I think they were, and I also think it was
0: because of the state, too. It was not a country that was hit terribly.
1: So, um, so company, old company, um, you know, because of the more kind of lax rules at the time, I think, I think, and because the state I was living in wasn't hit as hard, and it was more rural-ish where I worked at, they weren't. It was a little bit more lax. Like you could ha- technically not have to wear a mask in the workplace in those earlier days. Granted, I don't know. That I don't know if weird. that was like changed since I left, though. Especially with the winter coming in, I'm not quite sure. And um, I'm not. And people, I'll put it this way: people didn't get tested for COVID there. At least, again, can't really say after. I left, but before then, they were not. It was really just, like, they were like, you have to get your temperature checked before you come in. If you have any signs of the sickness, we encourage you not to come in at all. That kind of deal. But yeah, you had to go find, like, your manager or, or a designated person to scan your forehead and, like, do that. There wasn't, like, a main central location to do so. So a company, yeah, old company still, yeah, they were a little bit more lax. I think they, they started kind of switching up, though, when certain people in the workplace were starting to get sick with covid um there was only, before i left mm-hmm. there was only like i think one or two cases potentially that happened because again more rural area but still they definitely like sequestered people had certain people work from home and for a long time they actually did have again i don't know what they're doing now with the winter and everything but for a good while a lot of people who did a lot of computer-based work had to stay at home like, if you base, if you, mm-hmm. uh, they, they had select people based on the, depending on what job you had, Some ones had to absolutely stay at work. I was one of those people because I helped with, like, collection of samples, so yeah. I was screwed in that way because of that, but I had a couple of co-workers I closely worked with that did a lot of computer-based work still at home, so they were stuck at home. But it's like, you also see real-time, too. I guess you could say at this point, it now and at my current job, I will, I'll get off in a tiny bit of a tangent, but it ties in, um... I kind of appreciate the fact that I'm A, out of school right now and B not like married with kids, especially if the kids are like oh, yeah. below thirteen years old. Because Small. so it yes. is so hard for a lot of these, especially mainly the working moms, probably the dads too, but really it's most of the working moms. Um, for them to not only make sure the kids are attending school, especially if they're stuck at home, but also um and, and also making sure someone watches their kids. Because not everyone, you know, you can't really... You're not calling up a babysitter or a daddy really, at the moment. Unless you can get family or a trusted, like, clean friend or neighbor to watch after your kids. But also, having kids as young as, like, what? Seven to, like, eleven or even younger try to do learning on a computer. <laughs> like, it's not easy. Yeah. And, like, I had some coworkers struggle with it. Mainly... But not really. It's just hard. Because they're, like, they want their kids to, you know, have that interaction too. And, you know, because it is, it's important. It's important for kids kids to, like, be able to, like, have that social interaction. But at the same time, you don't want to get sick. And and it's also, but it's also like... No, and
0: even if, even if, again, COVID does hit children far differently than it does adults. But one, you don't want your child to be a carrier and give it to you. And who will get hit harder. And two... No one knows the long-term side effects of a kid oh, yeah. with COVID. No one knows the long-term side effects of a person with COVID, period. Yeah, it's only been, like, about not even a year at this point. Yeah. No, it hasn't been a year. I mean, the other thing with it was, I, I, I want to just go off on a little ta- I'll continue this little tangent for a little <laughs> bit of just, I, I remember just, I have not seen members of my family in, like, oh, a yeah. year. Just because I know I've been exposed Because of where I work. Like, I work with COVID patients. Even with all of the getup that you put on. Like, at some point you have to sort of, like, see your family if you have no symptoms. I wear a mask at all times. All of that. and But there was a point where you're just, like, not seeing family. I know people who, like, I know one of the doctors I had would just avoided seeing his very young child. Like, this was before we knew how COVID affected children. It just did not even, like, go home to their kids. They would just stay in, like, um, my hospital offered accommodation where they'd pay for you to go to a hotel if you didn't want to go home. And, like, there's people that just didn't see their kids for, like, months. But, like, Mm -hmm. I'm not married. I don't- not in school. I don't have kids. But it's just that situation of, like, you're just avoiding your family. The people you want to comfort you after a terrible day at work- You can't go to them. Oh, yeah.
1: It sucks. Like. Yeah. Like, um. Like, even, like. Oh, God. Um, I'll go on. Before I go back to talking about company and a new company. Um. uh, Without revealing too much of the information because of family privacy and whatnot. Um. I had a relative who. uh, A couple relatives who had. Well, now it's an ex. But. (laughs) There's a reason why.
0: Um. (laughs) I had Ooh, an that's X. an update oh, that I didn't know. an ex.
1: They had an ex. They were, um, they hadn't seen them in a long time at that time. Um, but I'm trying to, like, keep this as vague as possible out of the instance that they could potentially see this, uh, although I doubt it, but still, just in case. Um, they had an ex they wanted to see, so they went down to a certain southern state to to visit and meet this ex's family for some reason, um, <laughs> for some for reason, some and reason. then ended up oh ended up flying back on the airplane, and then when they got back, the ex tested positive, and so but they got back and stayed at a house where another relative was there as well. So guess what? All of them had to quarantine together. On top of that, I also had another. Re-
0: I that yeah. third relative has the. Ri- I think that third relative has the right to be the most pissed. Oh yeah, for that a very that relative was time.
1: angry. That's for sure. I mean, granted, the the other relatives of the relative in particular with the ex, were definitely not thrilled because they were like, "This is." You yeah, were they were just idiot. like, "What the heck are just you saying- thinking?" Like, oh my goodness. Even like, I I even swear, like when things were hitting the fan back in March. Um, I have a sibling. Well, I have a couple siblings, but I, I had one sibling who wanted to have their senior um year, you know, vacation thing, and it's, like, right in the middle when things are getting bad, and my, mom, and my mom's just like, if you don't get your ass on the motherfucking airplane right in now, March. so God help me, I you will be dead. Yeah, you will be screwed, you will be stuck down there, and my, and my You're sibling not coming is like, back. I want to have my spring break, and I'm, like, calling her on the phone, I'm like, you're more your head's on the motherfucking chopping block, <laughs> yet you're more concerned about your goddamn whiskers right now. Get your freaking ass on the airplane back home. <laughs> <Gonna> <laughs> like die. do it. now, now. <laughs> I mean, bad enough that they're flying on an airplane and everything. I did not see my sibling for um for a uh at least two weeks because of that because I'm just like, no, I'm sorry, I'm staying safe. Uh, that, that person could go off in her corner and um do whatever. And then, oh God, my other sibling went to um college and came in contact with someone else yep. <laughs> for kid, with someone else who apparently had covid. So, the poor kid was stuck in a hotel room for 10 days. At least they brought him room service and food because oh my god, I would have been so bored. Oof. But yeah, the guy the, the kid still had to do work and whatnot. And then another relative who is still a minor, but you know, like high school age kid in the kid's storm got covid so they had to the quarantine the kid at another relative's house and oh my god it was just a hot freaking mess my family
0: just people around i
1: know literally it's like a circle of quarantine in my immediate family it's ridiculous but that yeah. that's been a whole tangent so we have to deal with that and then i'm and then tldr i guess little disclosure i'm kind of low-key quarantining because literally wow. yesterday before I we record this podcast, because this will probably hopefully be old news. Who knows if I have it or not? I'll find out this weekend, I guess. I'll put or it. In, I'll is.
0: put it in somewhere. I'll I'll record <sighs> something later if you got it. Disclaimer: Turns
1: out she tested
0: blank. <laughs> right, like that. Um, Great. Geez, I'll just I'm say sorry. positive or negative. Positive or negative,
1: and then. Uh, well yeah basically yeah and, which kind of sucks because it's right around christmas time either way so it's just kind of like jesus christ doesn't Wait, matter either maria, way maria yeah. let's
0: redo this turns <laughs> out she tested negative anyways um
1: so yeah i'm currently qu- quarantining right now which yay um yay. <laughs> yay. so i do it's it, it's funny because a huge snore snowstorm just literally came in and i have not been outside to brush my car because i'm like i'm trying to do the right thing hashtag do the right thing you're just gonna
0: brush your car off in the middle of the night like a like you're gonna look like you're robbing your own car (laughs) because (laughs) you're just like i just don't want to be around people
1: yeah but the problem is i'm in an apartment complex too so that's really why you're always gonna be around people yeah exactly that's why i'm like really trying to like avoid people at least for the next few days for Mm. the most part so yeah so it's it's fun I had a nice entertaining time. At least I have a fireplace in my apartment. It's nice and warm. Yay. (laughs) Gas fireplace. But anyways, back to the main topic. Um, Back to the main
0: topic of old company. Old company.
1: Let's finally get through this. Um, So yeah, a lot of what I discussed earlier about old company is true. Um, When things got worse, they decided to spread people out because a lot of the QC department there was kind of like sequestered into a very tiny space of like 25 people. But they, they also had certain QC people to still all work on their computers. So those guys were kept home pretty much all the time mm-hmm. for God knows how long. Um, they probably rotate supervisors and managers coming in, you know, just to, just to make sure things are A-OK and working great. Um, it was funny, too, because right around that time, an old manager and an old supervisor both left around that March time frame. It wasn't because of COVID, but because of other things. But it was just like, wow, what kind of piss poor timing to lose leadership <laughs>
0: Oh please! My hospital uh, lost yeah. half of its managers. Oh jeez! Because I think people just got very overwhelmed, and a lot of people just left.
1: Wait, you guys got overwhelmed? I had no idea. I know. I know. Right? 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 Wait, something about trying to save people from dying is overwhelming. Oh my gosh! I'm sorry. I, I mean, but I mean, it's like, well, yeah. Anyways, um, I'll continue. Uh. <laughs> I'm bad with jokes, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> anyways, um yeah, that was great timing to lose a manager. so we really only had my supervisor and then but also they moved the head of like the r and d department there to like essentially be our ultimate manager. so like they would be like or I guess director in this case because technically they also have a QC manager now there, but she was also part that person was also part of the um of uh, of of the um r and d department. So yeah, a lot of switching around happened with my department. I think probably because of COVID combination, but also as a combination of reorganizing for like future uh, stuff that was going to be occurring, which I'm not quite sure how that's going right now, but just what they were planning at the time. So anyways, um, so while that was going on, Um, let's see, I think a lot of people, you know, I mean, there was a lot of real, and I will say that's the one thing I do kind of miss about working at Old Company was that I definitely felt like I knew a lot more people there, probably because that site was also smaller too. In current company, the site is much larger, and I ha- and because I think it's also because we've been so freaking busy with everything, I haven't really gotten that time to like personally talk to people or really get to know people like with even mm-hmm. within my own department. But like even, at old company, I definitely got to know like people not just within my own department, but from other departments as well, you know. Yeah. Um, I think that's probably the one thing I kind of miss about working at a larger site, but I mean, it is what it is. And also, of course, the circumstances are kind of, you know, high, big, and important. But anyways, old company. Um, Yeah, and uh, you know, there's a lot of real discussions about kind of just like, you know, what's going to happen? Would you actually, you know, take this vaccine? For me, I mean, I'm going to say yeah. And current company's vaccine? Yeah, I'll I'll end up taking it. I don't know when, because it all depends when it I guess, becomes available for us, but I definitely will, mainly because having studied biology and everything, you know, the benefits of getting vaccinated outweigh a lot of the risk risk by, like, a lot, um, (laughs) overall in general. True. Um... I mean... Yeah, I mean, just even with the day, with the vaccines they have you take as you, like, grow up, you know, at least in the States, um, you know, th- there's reasons why. Like, there's a reason why they ask to tell you to get your tetanus shot every 10 years, because... Oh, yeah. You ever died? Have you ever seen people with tetanus? It's uh terrifying. It sucks. I haven't seen it's, it in real terrible. life, but I've seen photos, and it's just kind of it's like, oh, God. It's terrible. Oh, tetanus God. Tetanus is terrible. Yeah. Um, but, like, yeah.
0: The, I mean, I don't know how much you can talk about what's the science behind the, the COVID vaccines of just... These are actual tested science. These are not, like... A lot of people are scared of the time frame of a vaccine. I don't think people, a lot of it, realize that the problem with a lot of vaccines and why they take so long is approval. Approval to get a lot of this testing or research even done takes Like, ten years. years a decade. It takes years yeah. to just get the test. When the approval has already been given, it's not that they're not testing as much, is that the testing is just... You're able to just do do things in a timely manner. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like... like... If it takes 10 years for a vaccine to be made, it really might be only one year of actual testing. Oh, yeah. And 10 years of approvals.
1: Yeah. the the, The thing that, like... So, I guess not just with vaccines, but also with medicine in general, is that you need to prove that it won't harm people. And I, I guess I could speak from experience with old company. There was a vac- there not a vaccine line, but there was like a drug line that they were doing clinical trials for that they had to shut down in the first phase because it found, um, I think in the specific case, it was that people were developing like antibodies against the medicine mm. that, that it happened later on in phase one. So that was kind of unusual because usually that stuff happens earlier on, but for some reason it happened later on in phase one. But because of that, they, they immediately had to shut that down. When you shut programs like that down, you you know you're kissing money away goodbye. It,
0: millions, big, and millions, millions and millions, of millions of money of dollars. A lot goodbye. of people
1: really don't realize. Another tangent, but it's important. But a lot of people really don't realize how much fucking money goes into making medicine, mm-hmm. because you
0: you have, or how much fucking <laughs> money goes into hospital or work. Oh yeah, or how, just. How much A lot money, of money. The entire healthcare industry from medication to production to everything. Everything. There's it involves so much money. so much. It is millions and millions of dollars. Yeah. And it's Hospitals not- lost yeah. millions of dollars during COVID because oh, yeah. they just shut down departments upon departments. Oh, but yeah. But you can't, like, you need the staff to do something else. Yeah. Like, it's so much money that oh, goes yeah. into all of it.
1: And really, and, like, I guess coming from the biotech kind of perspective, um, combination of old company and new company thought here, um, or company a thought, whatever you I want to call it. <laughs> um, a lot of it is because a lot of the money comes from research, number one, because you need to, you know, you need to buy things to make that research go and to make sure things work and everything. And out of every, they say out of every 10,000, like, medicine-type ideas only about one will ever make it to market. So you're throwing a lot of money to try to make something to work, and the chances of it not working are a hell of a lot higher. But you need to do that in order to find out what works and what is safe, you know? And it's a frustrating thing. If people could limit that 10000 to, like, 5000 or even, hell, even much lower, that'd be great. I'd love to know how that works, too, but that's not the case. It's hard. Um, especially since with biology, we still don't know everything. There's a no. lot that, like, people don't know about how biology works. It's still, like, a big giant... It's like, it's like you know, like, the deep depths of the ocean. There's still a lot we don't freaking know about it. Yeah. we're still learning about. You think that yeah.
0: even with everything else, we understand how things... Like, there's things that I'm doing that we're just like, we don't know why it happens. Yeah. Why your body does things or why your body reacts to things. But it does. Yeah.
1: And then, um, I guess continuing on with, um money and everything, company. A lot
0: of the reasons why
1: I guess you could say, you know, these medicines tend to be, you know, cost money, is also because, not just because of the research, and the amount of time it takes to make sure, you know, that it's all good and safe and effective, and there's, of course, laws that, you know, require that to be the case, because obviously you don't want someone to die from taking, like, a medication or something, but, um...
0: And also, I don't think a lot of people realize that if someone dies after taking a medication, like, no one is trying to poison you intentionally cuz it is even if even not just on the humanity side of it cuz one maria's here maria's a human yeah. being anybody working on any kind of medication is a human yeah. being anybody giving you any kind of medication like a nurse yeah hi, hi. is a human yeah. being we're not trying to harm you we're not super villains. no we're not we're not if anything i would say the beef might you. come
1: from more higher ups at um certain companies you could say but I mean, the normal everyday people who are doing the main menial grind work. Who are actually
0: doing the work and putting the chemicals together and doing all of that are not trying to hurt you. Just want to put that out there that human beings, because I think a lot of times, especially with, like, a vaccine like this, it seems like it's a monolith corporation behind it. Whereas, in reality, human beings did have to do this. Oh, human beings, yeah. Like... (laughs) For there to be a conspiracy that this is a poison of some kind, felt thou- like yeah. you know how many people work at your new company. Yeah, that's thousands of people that would have to know about it. Oh yeah, it. thousands. Realistically, that's thousands upon thousands of people oh, yeah. that know and are just saying nothing. <laughs> just like nah, no, just no, we're nothing's cool. happening.
1: But, and it's also frustrating, too, because you do find a hell of a lot of misinformation online. Granted, this is also why I don't, like, spend a lot of time on, like, you know, yeah. social media and shit. Don't go
0: on It's a- every- is- funny,
1: because whenever something happens, everyone all of a sudden becomes a big fucking expert. Granted, I don't even consider myself an expert, to be honest with you. Again, I've only I'm had... i an expert I mean, nothing. I'm, like, I have enough knowledge than, like, your basic average person having, you know, because I work in this industry, but, but I'm I not a fucking expert. But I think that the expert,
0: minute you know. consider yourself an expert... Yeah. Because i know experts that don't consider themselves experts because in a way you can never be an no, expert in yeah. anything ever especially in anything involving biology oh, yeah. you're it's always gonna change it's always gonna change day in a yeah. day like it always changes oh, yeah. um but i don't know i just find that a lot of these the conspiracy theories aggravate oh, yeah. me and it really aggravated me a lot of times with the conspiracy theories of covid isn't real i would get home from a day of just like again eight nine that's the one that i just don't get i can get and like i'm like i can understand you thinking that this is overblown that there are but to say that it's not happening to say that essentially the fact that i have patients like people are dying and it's not happening are these fake people like what it what is the
1: they're just stand-ins they're just it's just a cardboard it's just a cardboard cutout Just, just
0: It's like, like, what? what, Like, am I doing CPR on, like, nothing? Like, what am I, like, what's happening? It's like, well, they think you're doing a... They're they're real human beings. Like, yeah. They're someone's family. Not, maybe not your family, maybe not someone you'll ever meet, but they're someone's family. Yeah, exactly. And then the thing with vaccines are just... A lot of people like we don't know the side effects of. Well, we also don't know what the long term effects of having COVID yeah. are. and We know the short term effect of. There's COVID a can lot be dying. of
1: unknown right now with everything going on. No, it's a yes. big giant fucking question mark.
0: Like that's that's the truth. We
1: you know a lot yeah. of people even making the vaccines all like you know you know based from you know working at new company based from all the clinical trials or you know the, the clinical trials we've been trying to push through and conduct. A lot of stuff seems to be great right now. Which is good. You want, you want it to be that way. But, you know, it's kind of hard yeah. because you're doing this in such a short amount of time that you don't always know, you know, the longer-term effects. And it's also, like, you know, it's one thing when it's a controlled group of people. It's another thing where you're putting it out there in the real
0: world because, you know, guess what? I mean, yeah. also, medication trials can only be done by such specific people. Exactly. I want to make a point, though, when it comes to,
1: um... Uh, this is more of a broad thing, kind of tied to company A and B, Uh, or an old company, I don't know how I'm saying it, but... New company, old company. Um, And just old companies in general within biotech, they are held to very high strict regulations when it comes from health authorities. Because... Of course. Because you are not allowed... If you're not approved from a company to distribute stuff into another market, you cannot sell your crap there, nor can you produce things there. Like, within the States, even if you're selling the medicine to another country, not even in the U.S., you have to be approved of to produce that in the States in the way that you say you're going to produce that. So it has to be to the T. They have to come in and make sure everything is clean, that they trust you, and that, you know, that you're okay to, you know, they're confident in your abilities yeah. to produce it. And the FDA, have, in my experience, um, I won't say, again, where. Both of it has been with old company, and I imagine it'll... <sighs> I can't really say too much about New Company, but I know things will be happening in that department because of everything tied to COVID. But um, with Old Company, I have... I will say I've... We've... I've had FDA come twice. We've had Japan. We've had Turkey. We've had Brazil. We've had Canada. Um, And I think that's, like... Those are, like, some of the bigger ones. Um, I thought Japan was going to be pretty strict, but, like, mainly... Um, the FDA is ruthless. I will tell you that right now. The FDA is insanely ruthless. ruthless. Like, it compared to a lot of other facilities, like, the other health authorities, they'll be strict, especially, like, when it comes to Japan and, um, oh, European Union, too, as well. Um, those, because the European Pharmacopedia, the J- Japan, um, was it Pharmacopedia, and then the USP Pharmacopedia, those are, like, those guidelines, and then the ICH guidelines, I they're all acronyms, I know. I forget the full names for them sometimes but essentially those are like the governing ones of like how you conduct testing how you like are supposed to test these methods properly how they approve of them how your what your sops and documentation that you create from your company have to follow that sort of stuff and like that's what a lot of those guidelines that um these like health inspectors will focus on you know to like make sure that you're doing your testing and you're producing your products well and you're running your facilities properly. The FDA is probably the most ruthless in my experience that I have seen it cuz god they were stressful like oh my god like <laughs> um so i they like the ones that they i've experienced were pre-licensing um inspections or PLIs we've called them um at an old company, they they both happened at old company so far. New company, I'm pretty sure one's gonna be coming up, probably within the first quarter of next year. Can't really say when. I, f- I have a vibe it's going to happen, but um, because it makes sense with COVID and everything. But um, with old company, um, they came to a combination of trying to sell a product that was already being pro- that was being transferred production into the states and then a new and then they came to license for a new product for the new product they actually came in February this year which is crazy the timing of it all it's like you could not have timed that perfectly to do a pli inspection given everything that was going on but um anyways so basically the big thing is it's it's a whole preparation cuz they will they'll typically notify you within a month that they're coming it will be so oftentimes less than a month um so you have to basically prep and make sure if there's anything that noteworthy that needs to get fixed or taken care of you take care of that um what i've experienced they've stuck around for like about a week um the first time they were there they really especially from the qc perspective actually both times really they really 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 grilled on data integrity like particularly so much like how did we you know track our paper how do we keep track of our raw data like how is testing conducted how is it documented is there ways to ensure that information is not being edited easily from this stuff and this was on stuff that wasn't even like i don't think made an amendment yet by the um by the fda in their guidelines which is crazy it was more so like looking forward stuff and they like held us to like such a high standard it was to the point that even one of the inspectors went through our trash like, I'm not even kidding you. They went through our 2B shredded bin and trash bin to see if any raw data was thrown away at all. Like, that's how insane they will go to those lanes. And I think that was on, like, literally the second to last day or the last day. It was in- it was insane. I think my poor old manager at that job, I think, almost had, like, a stroke then and there <laughs> because it was just, like, it's gnarly. Like, oh my god, and everyone's, you know, on high edge. Because if you say, if you sometimes even try to talk to them, if you over-explain things or if you talk too much, that might pry them into asking questions about certain things that that you don't that, want them asking yeah that, about. Yeah. Not, that, not because you're doing something wrong, or at least that's the hope, you But know? just
0: because it just, it just opens up the doors more and then they'll go
1: dig into more things that you yeah. might it yeah. just makes
0: the process longer it
1: makes the process longer it you know it's that sort of stuff so like it's a lot <laughs> it is a lot yeah. like oh man even just to prep for them like i've had i've even had coworkers get swiffer dusters just to make sure like the freaking like fixtures oh, are cleaned
0: no the same yeah. thing happens with hospitals the hospitals get every year the state and really a lot of it is just um for you to be able to get, hospitals have to get inspections that similar, same way, to be able to get Medicare. If you no longer ha- are accepting Medicare, essentially your hospital's dead. Ooh. Because most of your money goes through Medicare and you have to be approved by them and meet their standards. Because if Medicare or Medicaid or all of the government does not approve of you, then every that's just a warning to every other insurance company to not work with that. Oh yeah, and thus the hospital shuts down. Damn. And then, from the same thing happens, they go through everything, and it was the middle of COVID when they did it. This oh jeez. So we're doing things as as well as we can, yeah. But it's just like everything is different than it was we don't know what the rules are because the rules change every day the rules have it almost sounds like
1: the rules book has been thrown out the window it's just kind of like we're just gonna work with it and make adjustments as we go along
0: (laughs) we're gonna do what we have to do to make sure like because again what we were focusing on was and a lot of times there's always the added little things of like we have to make sure our documentation is correct oh yeah. But oh, yeah. also, the most important thing isn't the documentation. It is, is this person alive and well? That is my focus. Everything else I can handle later. Because our documentation is more on R end for us. To just, to show that we're doing our job correctly. I have so much documentation to do on my day-to-day for every patient. That that is that part of it. And they go through that. They go through the hospital. They came virtually this year, which was... <laughs> better they weren't actually there because they also again not gonna expose themselves like that and i'm like great
1: yeah
0: (laughs) but it's the same kind of thing where they'll just go digging through everything and hospitals have so much trash that needs to be put into different bins that it's like oh make sure you don't put the sharps in the other bin make sure you don't put the weight the weight the like there's very specific trash that we got to put in specific ways It's very interesting. Oh, yeah. It was very bad this year. But we did... We did what we had to do. And it all went well. Oh, yeah. And, like... But I I just... I don't think people realize the amount of oversight there is on any kind of medical community. Like, there is so much oversight. A lot. Like, we couldn't do anything wrong if we wanted to. Not that we do, (laughs) but even if we wanted to. That's not... Like... No, there's so many people that has to go through. There's so much oversight and oh, yeah. rules and regulations and laws and all of that. It's funny you mention like, that. It's not possible. Yeah,
1: it's funny you mention that because, like, it also ties into how, like, these companies tend to operate. So, like, again, talking about, like, new and old company in a way. um, devi- Like, deviations. If something goes wrong with testing, if something goes wrong with, like, the way... The, the, the results of data or something, we have to really, like, pull deviations or do OOSs, which means we have to go through and be like, why did this fail, you know? like how was it because of how the analyst did it was it because of this you know the sample itself was it because of was the method done incorrectly you know you go through the checklist to make sure and you know you and if you need to you do more testing to see and like research to see okay what's going on here is there something wrong for method is there something wrong with the batch that's being produced you know why did this fail you mm-hmm. need to go through it's a whole process you know to document that because you know these inspectors when they do come and visit will ask okay what about a deviation and have you had xyz deviation in xyz how did you take care of this situation you know they'll see because yep. they know that they always nothing's they, perfect they, they know, know something will
0: always yeah. go wrong something always goes they wrong. don't necessarily want everything to be and this is the same thing oh, yeah. that happens with us in a different way It's like they don't want everything to be perfect because they know that's not possible oh, yeah they just want to make sure that when things go wrong you have a correct method of figuring out what happened and how fix it fixed on top
1: of that yeah that is
0: the bigger yeah. thing that's the bigger thing than always expecting things to be perfect Oh yeah, because nothing will ever be perfect and i think everyone realizes that yeah like one time it's not not making mistakes it's figuring out how to make them
1: fixable yeah like it even like i it's funny i knew i got a couple um things to mention too um in regards to that one is like with a whole um this ties into i guess i'll describe it a little bit so a lot of there's a lot of money that goes into making drugs. Um, one of it is that the items you're using to make the products themselves, some will tend to be cheaper, like, say, salt or sugar, because they won't say salt or sugar. They'll be like sucrose and, you know, what is it? Nitrogen, I'm cl- yeah, um, sorry, um, sodium chloride, Jesus Christ, nitrogen. Um, <laughs> salt. Salt. But they won't say it like that. They'll say it by the chemical name, obviously. And yeah. it's like chemical grade to make medicine, that sort of stuff. Um, but then you'll have other things like. Um, how do you say, like, for example, without giving too much away, custom enzymes. Custom enzymes that each little jar of how many you use is at least six figures. Like, say, close to Mm 500,000, six figures. So, how many you use in a batch, or how many batches you make, you're literally dumping in millions upon millions Uh of a very expensive item into a batch so when that batch gets contaminated like what happened at one of my uh, one of the batches at my old company they literally had to throw million pounds upon millions of worth of a batch down the drain because they knew that thing was contaminated and they could not give it to people it's just not gonna happen and that that's it sucks it sucks especially when you put all that time and effort into buying consumables to be used in the batch to buy all the items you need but you have to like it like it's just not right to push These something people's through lives. yeah you have to and it sucks that so much money like, gets pushed down the drain because of that but that's how it is unfortunately you know like
0: and like yeah it, it's a situation where you're dealing with human lives you're dealing with people and you're sort of held to that you're held to the highest possible standard oh, yeah. because if you fuck up it is the biggest possible loss of it could seriously and permanently harm somebody.
1: And on top of that, that site or maybe the company, depending on how big the company is, that site or company gets shut the fuck down.
0: <laughs> like Or you yeah. get sued, or sued to, to oblivion hell and back. <laughs> or sued to oblivion. For millions upon millions of dollars. Yes. That you just and then yeah. again, I lose my license. I lose the one thing... Because you can't take out... You can't take away a degree. You can't take away a license. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so... Uh, yeah. But, like... It's just... No one is gonna intentionally try to harm anybody. Yeah. That's just not worth it. Yeah. For what? It's, uh, for what?
1: No. No one's gonna... At least what? most... You know, sane people that aren't so crazy as But the profit, amount
0: of people yeah. that would take to do a large-scale... Harming of a large group of people through the use of medical purposes is so difficult because that's thousands of people that have to just be on board and like cool with it and just cool with like hurting people.
1: All right, I think I've talked enough about old company, I might as well start talking about new company or company A that I'm working for (laughs) without obviously getting too um, into details. I think we talked a
0: lot about company A too. We kind of, I mean, kind of, but like. Vaguely, I we can just get into like more specifics. Yeah. so about more specific
1: company. specific stuffs. Um, I literally just kind of applied on a whim because it was a company I've been wanting to join for a while, actually, to be honest with you. And I just kind of looked out that there was a position that I'm like, I could do this shit. I can do this shit. Pick up on it, and I guess I was able to sell to them and I got the job because I really just at that time wanted to leave it's not because my prior workplace sucked i actually did quite enjoy it but it was more so the location and just wanting to you know change up my life around a little bit it wasn't because of like bad things at that prior workplace
0: i i I still miss look all the knee slappers switched jobs most of the knee slappers switched jobs yeah
1: most did we're just like Like, oh fuck this kind of realigned our priorities a little bit we're just like so like
0: so we just all went through some life changes yeah
1: why not, I guess. Why not of all years to do why so. Not? But anyways, um so new company. I guess how it's been how it goes. So usually when you um start a new company in the biotech industry, you're slammed with documents you have to read. And you have to read them in order to do basically practically anything um, there in order and uh, not only just documents but also like on-the-job training and stuff like that depending on what it is you're doing but you have to like read a bunch of sops and other important documents that obviously can't be disclosed to the public for reasons usually legality reasons but um you have to like you know you have to basically read about you know, things to gain you access to areas to, um, you know, to know how to properly wear, you know, PPE, protective, was it, uh, I forget the full term for it, but essentially like gloves, goggles, lab coats, any other type of gowning, depending on what exactly you're doing and where you're doing that sort of task. Um, usually it's stricter within the manufacturing suites, and that's, of course, the case here. And as well in, in certain sampling or testing areas, we have to gown up pretty heavily as well, depending on what we're doing. Um, it also depends on how you use certain systems and how you get trained to use certain systems, like, for example, limbs and whatnot, which I had to do here as well. And my new company, um, uh, yeah, a lot of, and as for like currently what new company is doing, a lot of it's targeted towards COVID and things are just crazy because a lot, we're basically rushing right now to get as many batches made as we possibly can. Um, because, um, I don't know. I don't, I'm trying to be careful not to say specific details. But, we're, you know, in, or, until, like, until we get the... Because, you know, obviously, at some point, you know, we're going to um, be able to give this out to people. So, you know, in the meantime, you know, we're all rushing, trying to um, get things prepared so that we have a good enough of a starting supply to push out for people, but also getting a good supply being worked on at the moment so that we could just keep churning stuff out. I mean... It's, it's crazy. It's to the point of where things, everything is needed, like, now, which sounds weird to say, but, like, literally everything. So the point of, like, it's affected even my prior workplace that they got calls from other companies where they buy certain consumables from. They're like, by the way, we can't sell you this stuff to you right now because it has to all go straight to COVID production. So they are getting affected and screwed up making their own medicine because of all this. Like, everything you can think of is going.
0: Everything is short. Look, I'm going to say from my perspective, we were short on gloves Oh, yeah. We had, like, no... Like, everything is just so... Because there was no infrastructure to produce Mm -hmm. as much as it is. Mm -hmm. So, like, you're just getting... You're doing the best with what you got, and you're just getting more from somewhere oh yeah that, that's that's it's what they're doing so, too the production needs to up yeah that's what they're doing from everywhere yeah
1: that's what they're doing with my company like i have had to work crazy hours like i mean i sign up for like four 10 hour days for my work job because they need coverage on the weekends for like sample management yeah i can't
0: yeah I, we always stay we tend to stay later and the problem is you can't work more than like 16 hours
1: oh uh, for you guys cause yeah
0: that's like a legal risk like Like, sometimes you're there for a very long time, but they can't ask you to work for, like, long, longer. Because 16 hours, you're already thinking of someone working 16 hours straight in a patient care job is excessive.
1: Oh, yeah. Like, more than 16. Yeah, I've been doing overtime a lot lately, too, because Mm -hmm. of meeting up with the demands for the COVID vaccine, like... It's been a combination of just receiving shipments and processing those shipments so that they can get tested in QC it's been a combination of getting like scanning in this case it's been like ramen scanning done for certain materials so that those could be pushed into production so they can use those in production it's been a combination of making sure to inspect like certain types of consumables because they need them at certain stages in production and they're doing and they're producing so frequently now that they just need, us constantly to be inspecting and approving of certain materials mainly because some of these like important like types of materials have multiple components to them and we need to make sure all those components are together like it's it's crazy i did that just the other day um actually yesterday i um well, a lot the time this recording yesterday but uh, uh yesterday i spent the whole day straight when i got into the door Literally working with another department, which in this case was supply chain, to coordinate the inspection of these kits. And to go through and to make sure they had each and every single part of these, like, what was it, like, 12, 13 components to them? Just to make sure they had Mm -hmm. them all together. Because they were trying, because they're going through at least about 60 of these parts per month, and they get a batch of about 45 each. So they need to make sure they have enough for the month, like... And they're going through this so much constantly right now. So that's been always like a struggle. Other, you know it's And I just
0: think that a lot of this has just sort of been it's not that we're doing anything different than what we're usually doing. It's just that like the schedule and the volume is insanely bigger than usual. Yes, it is so different. It's not like we're doing anything that we don't usually do it's just it's just yeah. the volume and scale of it and also the time crunch The ti- that's what really kills is me is the time crunch because like
1: it's like they're often saying like we you know from higher ups it's like we need results for xyz thing now especially now since um without getting into too much detail they're trying to ask for like approvals to be for to it, it essentially release and produce this drug and distribute this drug out to people they're trying to do a lot of testing results and trying to get a lot of stuff through so that they have a batches all set and ready to go to give out to people and b that these batches have been approved by the testing either f- that were made because okay the big i guess a bit another big thing that's cap that happened with the company with my company that i'm working at right now is that they're collaborating with other companies as well to try to produce this thing because not one company, and even with, and not, and not just like, okay, so there's like, you probably heard in the news, there's kind of like different groups of like different types of vaccines being made right now. And the company I work for is obviously one of those types, but within that group, they're working with other companies as well to try to make this drug and try to produce this drug. Because mm-hmm. not one company in, in, of these type of vaccines, not one company can make enough of this type of vaccine for the whole entire world to use. Like, that's the thing. Like, that's a big thing, too. It's, like, I have gone from just trying to get a new job to, like, having the weight of the fucking world on my shoulders because of, like, literally because of just to meet production schedules. Just to, like, churn this out and just to make sure I'm doing everything right. And my God, like, and not just me too, like everyone, everyone doing testing, everyone doing production, just everyone is feeling it right now. It's to the point that like people are not getting time off on Christmas. Like they, cause they're like, we need to produce medicine for this so that we can meet the demands once the new year comes. Cause they know once approvals come in and stuff, they're going to want to push this out to people as quickly as possible. So that's like a lot of people, a lot of overtime. Like, I know, I talked to even people in supply chain, they're doing 60 hours plus, working six days a week at this point. Like, uh, some people in QC are basically working that too and definitely not getting paid overtime because of the type of job they have in the... Because, of course, on certain jobs, I'm luckily getting paid overtime because I guess my job's, like, how do you say, it's not higher up enough to not warrant not getting paid overtime, if that makes sense. Like... Uh, luckily, like I will get it, but the higher up you go, they stop that. Except they stop, they stop listening to US not, you not, yeah, overtime. they stop paying for overtime. Like the managers, there are show? so many people putting in so much overtime just to make sure things work out right and they're not getting so, compensated for yeah, it. Yeah, it is well. insane. And like, I'm of the opinion, especially with certain people, I'm like, you absolutely deserve to be paid freaking overtime because of all the work that you're getting put into. But yeah. it's, it's, it's like, it's, it's insane. And it's just like collaborating with, Hell, even doing, like, last-minute inspections of certain areas within QC on the phone. Actually, I didn't even tell you the story. This is a good story. <laughs> it This happened to me where... Because in the past, at my prior workplace, too, there were times where people literally... Where the inspectors literally asked, oh, can I see that system on your computer and go through it? And everything that you've done and made? Guess what? That happened to me. <laughs> that happened oh. to me recently, actually. Um, not with the FDA, but with... um. It was because um, they mainly inspected part of the QC lab via phone, of course, because that's how they do it now. Um, This was a location in in, um, Spain, actually. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And it's because there's a production plant there that they are doing, helping with the production of, um, obviously, this COVID vaccine. They're helping with it, with um, another company that's based in Europe that my company is collaborating with to help produce this. However, there's a couple types of QC testing that they're not doing there that they're doing at my facility. So because of that, they had to come and do – well, via phone, obviously, and do an inspection at the QC facility at my area. And then they ask questions about limbs, and then they're like – they look at me. My manager is literally there, um, the director of (laughs) – the freaking director of our (laughs) QC team, and then other people as well. Another quality head director who's controlling the phone is all just like – um and another like higher up quality person it's like so many higher ups are surrounding me and they're just like we need your computer for limbs access like right now and i'm like right now right freaking now <laughs> so they're just like going through like my limbs access i'm just like holy crud i hope they don't see anything that is inappropriate not that i did anything wrong but it's just like anything off that someone else did within the system potentially and there's even one point where just like you know what happened to these xyz samples This is not showing up. Where do we find disposed samples on this system? It's not laid out easily to find them, at least at the times, which I hope that they're, you know, working to fix, obviously. But... um... Uh, of course things are crazy right now but that that's what they're doing they literally took control of my computer i'm like right there i'm just showing an example of this is how you find the samples (laughs) doing it very carefully so i don't mess it up in real time on a camera that happened to me and i'm it's like holy cow and like i knew it wasn't like the an fda or a pli inspection but still it's terrifying because it's like you want to make sure you do this right even by phone because it's like. They want to have confidence in knowing that you're doing this testing right, and they can have confidence that you're doing it sufficiently, and that you're tracking data sufficiently, you know. It's, like, stuff like that. Like, that's, what, that's what's been going on, like, stuff like that, just dealing with shipments coming in. And there was, you know, shipments coming in for a while that were just kind of, like, messy from another company that we're working with to help produce this vaccine. So we had to, like, work with them to try to organize these shipments better so then it'd be easier for the people receiving them to know what we got. And what we need to collect, distribute out for testing within our labs. It's that whole coordination thing. It's like a lot of coordination, a lot of like ad hoc work that happens like now. A lot of, even a lot of samples coming in through production, all different types of samples, just like, they need to get out for testing that day, of course. And, and of course, if it's like certain, certain samples have to be aliquot even still. So we have to make sure we spend time to go into a BSC or like a, was it, a biosafety cabinet. You know, make sure that's clean, do your sampling properly in a nice stairway, and then distribute that all out. And that takes time. That all that all takes time throughout your day. And, like, sometimes it's hard to take care of certain other important things because it's just, like, you're busy taking care of something that's requested or more urgent than that. And it's just, like, it's just constant—I want not say chaos— Although it does feel like that sometimes. But, like, it's just constant, it's like... It's all chaos. It, everything, it's, it's basically everything's, like, on fire, you could say. Like, if they're like, we need to send these pallets of stuff out today by this afternoon, do you need to make sure you did an initial inspection of them so that they can get sent out that afternoon and get taken care of, you know? It's a lot of last-minute coordination. Like, I was told to do the inspection of those, like... Of the pallet of those, like, certain consumable materials, like only on Tuesday and I had to do it all day Wednesday to make sure that they were all good there's initial check on them all good and then we could complete the rest on the computer it's like stuff like that Mm -hmm. I was like oh it was so much work standing for like good like 10 or 11 hours and then I finished up what I could that evening so that I could just get things ready to be approved like the following day for people yeah it's Mm -hmm. insane it's it's literally insane like it's it's just like I'm surprised more people haven't like <laughs> granted you know you'd be like i mean i basically had higher ups and supervisors say i would not blame people if they left right now because it's just that chaotic well, yeah. and insane that it's just like we'd understand we completely understand if I you mean, totally I think, left
0: yes yeah and my job did the same thing where a bunch of people have left yeah. and a bunch more people are leaving yeah. i'm one of them <laughs> actually yeah i got a different i'm still a nurse i'm just a different i'm just going somewhere else
1: but yeah it's like stuff like that it's like my my mind especially this past week i had to work like over 50 something hours this past week so i'm it's like stuff like that and i i i'm just like i'm exhausted every time i come home like i feel like i ran a marathon every time coming out of work. And you probably felt that way, too, especially. I mean, you maybe still do, too, as well, Sammy. But it's, like, literally the way the world's on your shoulders right now, because you're, like, anticipating this, and you just, like, no, you cannot yeah. fuck up this drug. You cannot. Of all things in your life, you can't do. I mean, you can't I fuck think, up what you're doing right now.
0: I mean, I think that, I mean, that's always just sort of part of the job, anyway. Yeah, in a way, but. And I, th- it, yeah. and also, I think your side is just sort of the future of Like, do we have... Like, does this get any better? Because I'm sort of trying to deal with what's happening now. Yeah. Your side is more just trying to figure out, like, do we ever get back to some sort of semblance of normal? Yeah,
1: it's... Maybe. Yeah, and, like, we're trying our darnest to do so, and it's like... I mean, I think everyone's
0: just doing as the best they can. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I think that's all we can do, and I just... I liked having this conversation about just sort of what... (laughs) (laughs) the hell is happening what the hell has happened this year
1: because i'm even still trying to process it frankly like i i I, even just like the fact i don't know if i
0: have processed it i don't think i have yeah uh, my brain i think might still be in like april
1: i feel like this conversation is basically therapy for the both of us in a way (laughs) because it's kind (laughs) of just like we needed to
0: get all this out yeah but honestly i just think that i I think it was good to just show mean i think a lot of people know that there are human beings behind all of this but i think that with all of the misinformation happening it's just good to remind people that hey there are human beings here just trying to do the best they can
1: and i will say too full disclosure i trust i think the medicine that my company is making does appear to be good and i hope it stays that way, you know, once it gets applied into real-world stuff, but based on what I've seen results-wise from clinical trials, I have faith in it that I will definitely, at some point, end up getting that vaccination. It's just a matter of when Even I Even though it. you are,
0: like, the lead- because you're on the same- you're- you're essentially- everyone that works there is on the same- the rollout will just be- you guys are considered yeah. part of, like, the general population, right? Yeah, I, yeah,
1: probably. Oh, I actually- you know, I forgot to mention how they do testing there. You know, I, before we- mm-hmm transition to something else to talk about on here you know, this mm-hmm. um i totally forgot how they do testing here because like it's way different from my old company goodness because like you're probably wondering you know all these people that have to go into you know this company that works on a covid vaccine what are they doing for their employees to make sure they're freaking safe right so like some employees obviously have been stuck at home since march you know surprise surprise some have been going in and out because of depending whatever the hell they have to do and then others like me basically have to be there all the freaking time because of course, because testing and supporting production and blah 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 blah, so how they do it every this is basically my I mainly try to make this my morning, so every morning, I walk in the doors, you have to badge in because you need badge access to get in, and usually, as yes, they do, even at my prior job, it was like that for security reasons. I think a lot of jobs do that these days that they have badge access to get in, but i don 't think for every job that 's the case but for, these, for at least in my experience, what I've experienced so far, it's been bad access. So you have to badge in. You have We have an app to basically trace where we've walked. That turns on whenever you get at the facility. And that app traces where you walk. And they always check to make sure that you have it downloaded properly on your phone. Usually, in my case, it's my work phone. And then they also have another th- application that you have to fill out a questionnaire for. Whether, you know... To determine whether you can come in for work and every day i have to fill out that questionnaire i usually try to do it before i leave for work and then um i have to display both of them to be like hey this is good and that's good (laughs) and then i have to go walk up to um a main camera thing and from that camera thing it's basically it's not like the handgun infrared kind of um temperature measurement it's like one from a it's like a take like a gopro except bigger and it's a scanner they attach to a computer there in, like the main waiting room area and then you have to walk up and stand a certain feet apart from it and they scan your temperature and then they're just like oh you're good and then they have you pick up a new face mask a disposable one and then like a health card to show like hey I got my temperature scanning today I'm approved to walk around this facility and you have to have that with you and I generally keep it in my like ID pouch thing so that I could mm-hmm. just whip it and be like if they come back if I have to leave the building and come back in for whatever reason throughout the day they'll be like uh you t- good and I'm just like I show the health card there that's when they know that I was already good okay, earlier to be around and then okay. in the day um usually I schedule in for the morning because I just find it easier to take care of I have to get a COVID test so for a while, they used to do PCR, like, spit tests that usually took a day turnaround to get that data from. And we used to have to take a tube and literally spit into it and then, like, attach uh, and then tie in this. They're yeah. do- at
0: least they're doing those because our tests are the nasal swabs, which are just. <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that because
1: <laughs> I'm about to get into that. But um,
0: <laughs> not not I don't
1: think it's the one that fully goes to the back of your brain, though. But they did do the spit test for a while, the PCR spit tests. But now they're transitioning to a more rapid nasal swab one. But it's a nasal swab. The, the nasal yeah. swabs
0: are fast. Yeah.
1: It's not though. It's not the one that goes to the back of your head that's touching your brain, though. It's one that goes, like...
0: It's not going to your... It's yeah. Going, it's, it goes into your nose. Okay. Realistically, it's going down your throat. That's where it's going. Yeah. Well, your nose goes... Like, it's going down your throat. It's not going to the back of your brain. Just, um, the one that
1: we've been getting has not been that. It's been more up the nasal cavity, but not, like, too far up, like... About an inch up, I guess you could say, where they they, they do a quick swab, or you can, but I just have them do it, because I'm just like, I don't want to fuck it up at this point. You just do it. Nurses, thank you. You don't want to fuck it up. Kind nurses that are there that the company hires to, or has some agreement to have them stationed there for us to get tested. But in the morning, I have to log onto a computer and basically schedule to get tested. Um, And then once that happens, I usually, obviously, after that, I just tend to go right away for the pcr one we had to wait like 30 minutes prior to do it because they didn't want like food particles in there but with the swab ones, you can just go straight over there now and that, yeah. it, that's been like the antigen test that's like a rapid one that i think takes like what 15 20 25 minutes for them to get a result yeah, for so about. that's what i've been doing the past like week now and that's been like a lot more efficient and faster i'd say and it's kind of just like oh i'm still good for the day so and also it also it also helps too because it's like if you do it early enough and then it's like if you do end up getting tested positive you know to leave at the GTFO, the building right
0: now. <laughs> yeah, you know to just get out before you're there for half of the day and then test positive. Yeah.
1: But yeah, people still do come in testing positive though. Um and part of that and because of that and that track and trace app I mentioned earlier, that it's the idea is that you have your work phone all you on you wherever you're going, which hopefully is the case, but there um so that's kind of where, why I'm in my situation right now, why I'm quarantined at the time of this recording is because um I somehow came into contact don't know who don't know for how long Mm -hmm. hopefully it's not someone for a long time that i was with the other day but um it was someone that apparently tested positive for covid so as a precaution they notified me and i had to tell my boss and conveniently this all happens like literally before my off days so it In a way, the timing matched up with that, so I guess that's one good thing that came out of it, so it didn't completely screw up a schedule. Again, we'll see what happens if it does screw up. From there. Yeah, we'll see what happens from there. But, um... But because of that, you know, that's how they tell and try to notify people to try to, you know, make sure there isn't, like, a crazy spread of COVID within the building. Because especially they don't want that in the manufacturing production suites. Absolutely not. Or within, like, areas where there's a lot of people around working. Because you need those people who are trained to perform that work to perform that work. Especially now. You mm-hmm. need people to get pushed things through. And, like, Yeah. But yeah, that's 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 a, that's a definitely a stark difference where they're out, which probably is, it's, it's it's definitely more comforting knowing that, oh, a company making a COVID vaccine is actually trying to make sure its employees are, you know, fit to be able to make the COVID vaccine. And um, and also, I have to say, the gift packages we've been getting from them, just the t- even just in my couple of months, I've gotten like two of them. They literally sent me freaking food from my company. I didn't even know what it was at first because I'm almost like, you got a package. And I'm like, what by who she's like i don't know did you order something i'm like no <laughs> so we opened it up turns out it was literally soup in a jar and like bread and cookies and i'm like what the fuck and it was like we looked at it out we're like holy shit we said that all together we were like holy shit and then we got another package and like oh my god and my and my boss actually got us like coats and stuff and candy and that was really sweet of her yeah and it, they're like really nice coats and whatnot um I, I don't I don't think they're North Face, but it's, like, a nice parka coat for this weather now. And it's, like, embroidered, and it has, like, our subgroup team name on it, and it's cute. But I also got this other package from my company, too, that, like, oh, goodness, it's, like, a booklet. Um, and, like, it's just kind of, like, you know, the company's values, blah, 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 obviously catered more towards, like, COVID. And then the back page is, like, my favorite because it has – they decided to put a little collage of all these letters from kids – That sent mailing to my company to be like thank you so much for making the vaccine to trying to bring the world back to normal and i'm like this is so freaking wholesome (laughs) this is so freaking wholesome i can't and it's like it's stuff like that though that like ties me into like why the hell i joined this industry in the first place because okay maybe without i don't want to talk about it too much because it doesn't necessarily tie into the conversation but like i've had certain family members in my life who've passed away from like certain like illnesses and diseases and that was like a huge motivator for me to like be like i want to do something with my life that could potentially like help people and i think you can relate to this too a lot sammy as well with your position Mm -hmm. but um of course uh, you know in this case i wanted to help people by like trying to make medicine so that you could help people live a somewhat normal functioning life maybe a cure Maybe who knows, but you know, just do Uh, contribute to something at
0: least to like try to help people out. I think COVID is gonna be like the flu. Yeah, there is no cure. It's just we can do the best we we can make it less of a pandemic. Yeah,
1: less of a not a pandemic, just
0: sort of a part of life. Yeah.
1: And yeah, that—that's the thing that I've always like. That it's like stuff like that that reminds me of like why the hell I chose to do this. Because for all I know, I could have chose to work in a company that makes freaking toilet paper. Like granted, toilet paper is important and everything,
0: but like especially in this pandemic, (laughs) there's there's a hoarding all the toilet paper. paper, hoarding it all. Jesus I don't Christ. know why we hoard it. Why are we hoarding toilet <laughs> paper? That know. is not a resource that I we need no to hoard idea right now.
1: I why we're hoarding goddamn fucking toilet paper. But... I don't know. Of
0: everything to but, hoard. But, you know, there's paper, companies no. that make that
1: stuff. And it's like, well, especially now yeah. this year, we know that it's important. But I'm kind of like, you know, when I first got into it, I was just like, do I want to say that I'm proud of making fucking toilet paper? Or do I want to do something that I'm really happy to know like really, really, truly potentially made a difference in someone's life in a massive way and stuff like this that like you know what like like that booklet that the company that new company gave me that's kind of just like this is why the fuck i'm doing this this is why i'm putting up with all the bullshit or not just with trying to push out this covid vaccine and all the craziness of it but just like even daily stuff within the industry from like prior you know why i still do this like this is why like this is why because i really truly want to put some good karma out there in the world in some way, shape, or form, and in a way, give... I wouldn't say give myself meaning, but just, like, you know, be like, what the hell am I doing here on Earth? You know, like... I guess you could say, you know, it's, it's kind of religious and whatnot I am, but, um, you know, it's kind of like, what's my purpose in life? What's the kind of impact I want to leave? And, like, this, it's stuff like that that, like, keeps you grounded and, like, gives you that, like, higher purpose of, like, still doing, you know... that it, it gives me, like... That, like, comforting thing of, like, this is why I'm doing what I'm
0: doing. I you mean, it, it does... It, both... It, this has both, in a way, been, like, the hardest oh, time. Yeah. And also a weirdly really gratifying oh, time yeah. of just, like, you're doing something... Not that, like, what we were doing before wasn't important. You were still making medicine and I was still treating sick people. But, in a way, it's such a gratifying... Like, you're in the middle of a a once-in-a-lifetime situation. It is. It
1: really, truly is. And that's, like, it's it's so overwhelming, too. Like, yeah.
0: It is. It's so (laughs) overwhelming. But looking at it with some sort of retrospect, even if it's a year out of this, like, it's just been gratifying to see what the great things that we've just been able to accomplish in a year of just... But it's both been super gratifying to just be able to to like help people through this and and then also just seeing the way the world has reacted been super like heart like crushing yeah just crushing to just see how people are or what people are doing yeah i mean if anything you know so like... what what do we ta- so i think i think we've been going at this for a while now so i think what what do we take away from this
1: Oh, the biggest thing I take away from this is... God damn, there are some crazy, smart, incredible people working within, like, medicine and just biotechnology. But also just... I, I think for me, it's just kind of like, it gives me a newfound appreciation of like why I chose this industry to work in and why I'm happy about it. Even if I don't stay with this company, you know, in the long, long run. Because who knows what the hell happens. You, you can know? always
0: say you were part I could, of- Yeah, I can
1: always say in my job experience that I fucking this. did this. I fucking did this. So if I could fucking do this, I can fucking do anything. <laughs> I keep saying that. So that's insane. sort of like how, that's, I, that's that's how I- That's sort of it.
0: exactly what yeah. I'm feeling of. I did this. It- it gave me a weird new appreciation for the strength I have. Yeah. And, like, what I can do. It's just insane that, like, we we did this. Yeah.
1: And I, I guess I want to say on a personal note, it's like, even though a lot of people, like, you know, like, we are trying to push so much time to, like, an effort to make medicine. Like, really, I think... You know, like it's people like you, Sammy, like the nurses and stuff. I think that have probably seen the real brunt, worse of this. And uh, it's if anything, I'm I'm glad people are finally like, maybe they've always had, but I'm glad that people are really appreciating the work that like nurses and doctors and stuff in hospitals really do. Because you guys are doing some incredible you know like crazy incredible stuff and dealing with like sometimes some of the worst of worst of situations that it, you know like a one human being can see and I, I know there's definitely stuff you haven't talked about because you know it's it's probably hard to talk about it that you've totally told like us knee slappers before and that's fine you, know, you definitely don't have to talk about it <laughs> I don't blame you for not talking about that yeah. sort of stuff but um like I want to say for me personally like I greatly like admire people like you for like putting in all that work And like just effort and still sticking with even all the bs of like just even just day-to-day like hospital bs stuff but also just like the bs of like dealing with all this like what you guys do is incredible like I, I i try to question myself in that kind of situation i'm just like it, it, me complaining about my workplace trying to push out a vaccine feels like peanuts in a way like it does, like in a way like it is crazy and whatnot but it's, it's like it, it, I like i just want to say thank you from me to you thank you sammy because like it's stuff like not just you but also all of the nurses too as well if you guys are hearing this and doctors and whatnot because you guys are doing some crazy ass work you've borne like i think the biggest brunt of that so like thank you guys for doing all this work and stuff. Like, Aww. I
0: appreciate it. <laughs> I don't think I've ever said thank that to you. your
1: face, but like, thank you. You honestly. have it, and
0: now I don't know how to respond, <laughs> but thank you. <laughs> I try. I don't know. How,
1: but I'm sorry if I made you. you cry or something, but I, 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 had okay. to, I had to say it at some point because I think like you guys have – because it's, it's, it's like crazy, you know? It's like really crazy. Like, and like I, I you know – yeah, it's 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 an insane situation. I feel I'm glad people are like actually appreciating what y'all do. Cause and I hope it continues. I hope people don't forget that, honestly. Because that that's really yeah. comes at the end of the day. Like we're not doing this And I people aren't doing
0: this just to make money or just to do anything. We're really doing this because no. we really care, you know? And also we just wanna do the best for everyone. I think that the the, the fact of the matter is that we as people are just trying to make the world better. No one expected well no. I'm not gonna say no one expected this to happen because we are have been due for a global pandemic. Yeah, it
1: was bound to happen eventually. Because it was bound to happen Pandemics It's happened all the it freaking time in history before like medicine. Yeah, pandemics got happen a lot. Yeah.
0: We've been we've been a good like hundred years since the last major global pandemic. Yeah. And you know what? I think it was time. Yeah. It was about time. Yeah. But in general I think that no one expected it to happen right now. <laughs> <laughs> and so now we're just sort of trying to deal. Yeah. And I just hope people, like... Eventually, like, eventually, like, everything in history, we're all gonna forget, and it's all gonna move on, and things will have changed, and I don't think we're ever gonna go back to exactly how it was before. Hell no, it's, it's definitely too much for it, too. But, but, I do think that we can at least make this so that it goes back to... Some kind of normalcy. I I think we'll definitely like, get I'm, our own I, version
1: of like the Roaring Twenties for sure once things calm down.
0: Like I mean, it's I, going I will say I saw someone have a tweet, which is I'm not surprised that the right after the right after the Spanish flu you had the Roaring Twenties because I just kind of want to go outside. I do. I just kind of it makes I'm it makes me not want to be I just an introvert. Wanna, like yeah. go. Yeah, I'm, I'm an introvert <laughs> yeah. and like I want to like go for a walk in a park and not Well like, hell
1: I just want to travel more. I just want to go to, I w- not I in a club i just want to go plan. out and interact with people more in a way even with friends i want to meet
0: you maria Come i, I want to meet you
1: too fam i want to meet the rest of the to- knee slappers i don't think
0: you'll realize the knee yeah. slappers except for with rare exceptions like i know Lu- lucas has met uh lucas and dan are brothers well so yeah nice they- lucas i would Kayla. hope so but like a knee slapper meetup has never happened <laughs> no
1: or no or not even other, other people person. that we totally have talked to and like other discords and stuff no. like we
0: we yes, never meet them i want to meet
1: people i want to meet them you know at some point so yeah you know, like, assuming I, I just
0: people. want i just want people to sort of i mean and i think that we've talked about everything we've gone through but i think everybody can do their own part in this i think yeah. that it's very easy to have covid fatigue of just like well it's been a year we have to go back to normal and i'm like we don't it's like i get i get faster- the point
1: of need to make money and stuff because i understand that but at the same time you I can do that, it safely. but it's also yeah. like you, you have to be safe about yeah. it
0: you have to be safe about it because like, i know a lot of people lost jobs during No, it, so i'm not sucks. even saying about yeah. the job situation yeah. like you you do what you have to do to make money yeah. but i'm saying just People going out to bars, people going out to, like, do things that are not absolutely necessary. I consider a job a a necessity. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's necessary to be doing. A job is a necessity. Just a little bit important. Going, like, there are certain things that are not necessities that are happening that I, that, that, that part of it makes me a little angry. It's
1: like, uh, I'm just gonna, gonna this is kind of low hanging fruit, but those dumbass TikTok bullshit influencers out in California have their fucking parties. Because they're the easiest ones to pick on, but it's like... They're so fucking stupid. I'm sorry. Like I know you're yeah, desperate to have like, fun, get drunk, and get sh- fucked up, but you can do that by yourself you're and young a few and friends. Fun, like come and on, you want
0: fun, but come also- on. you don't need a like, hundred
1: people at your house. Come on, here.
0: No, like and uh. also like if you have a hundred people at your house now, guess what? That's just adds how long to this pandemic at the end. Of yeah, it. just sort of like hunker down now. The vaccines are around the corner
1: literally there i can tell you without having around officially they're coming
0: but like just you know trust science trust experts trust experts more than you trust random people on the internet we're
1: trying not to screw you over i swear to god we're
0: not trying no one is trying to screw you over we are just trying to help you genuinely and, and granted,
1: we're probably not the only ones making COVID vaccines too. There's probably other companies too, like all no, over different parts of the va- world. There's a bunch yeah. of. The, we're just talking BB- about the ones and- focused on the U.S. right now that are more yes. U.S. based. And like,
0: like there is information out there yeah. about this vaccine from reputable sources, yeah. not from your cousin Karen on your <laughs> Facebook. <laughs> oh, Karen, <feed>. insert Karen. <laughs> insert Karen Fucking joke Karen's, here. Uh... <laughs> but like just <laughs> trust it just trust science yeah we are human beings no one's trying it's i think it's much easier to think of a company as evil and trying to hurt you yeah than it is as maria made part of like helped with this vaccine i don't think maria is trying to pull i'm
1: definitely it. not i helped with the <laughs> i'm helping with the supporting of testing and actually doing testing and helping to approve of materials to make this goddamn drug so you know exactly like i'm not trying to fuck you over i'm trying to do everything freaking right that's my concern is if something goes wrong i report that shit right away always exactly so like it's just
0: easier to think of it as evil when it's a faceless company i think it's just also good that people now have a person like you're a human being, like we're real people. Yeah, like, I know. We, we may we make we like, don't show robots our making this vaccine. We're real people. We don't show our faces, not ro- but
1: we're real people.
0: We don't, but we're human. Like <laughs> yeah. I don't think a robot would come up with this podcast. Hell no, a robot would do a way better job than we can. The
1: coding to make a AI to come up with this podcast is not smart enough. I think to
0: voice it's this, it's also not. <laughs> but it also is too smart to do this. Oh yeah, we're not. Yeah, no, no. They robot wouldn't rely on would motion like content. This. <laughs> Also, no robot would think that what we make is good content. Let's oh, yeah. Be let's be real here. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's... Do we want to wrap it up here? I mean, unless you ha- you in
1: particular have any closing thoughts, I mean, I think...
0: Yeah. I mean, I just think that... I think those are my closing thoughts of just, like, everybody just stay safe.
1: Yeah, honestly.
0: Do, as, do what you can. <laughs> and be... I'm gonna take something. Don't be scared. Yeah. Just be alert don't live in fear, just be alert to, your, to what's happening.
1: Absolutely going on. don't be fear, but don't just look after yourself and look after your immediate family your members,
0: family. especially, exactly. you know? Like, it, it's, don't live in fear, yeah. but don't live oblivious. Yeah. You can't ignore what's happening, but you also can't let it control you.
1: Exactly. Absolutely. Couldn't have said it better, honestly. And yeah, I think that this was, you know, I think that sums so up my thoughts fun. besides this being, like, a nice therapy session that I thought up of a few <laughs> days ago. <laughs>
0: um, so this is a weird outro to try yeah. to do but thanks for watching yeah. come back next week for possibly a more k-pop related episode with more levity probably and also i feel weird plugging anything on this episode <laughs> so just go to the go to the description for all our socials because i feel weird yeah after this conversation <laughs> plugging anything yeah
1: just um you know i guess at this point if we want to tie it back to k-pop you know i hope all the all the k-pop idols are taking care of themselves um you know all i the, hope uh, the
0: staff is fine yeah. i hope their families are fine i hope all the members are fine yeah. and if you have any symptoms go get yourself get tested.
1: yourself tested man just look it up you, 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 i'm pretty sure most people have access at least in a first world country have access to an internet you know to be able to yep. look and testing up.
0: sites and just yeah. do that so that's been the episode Woo. bye all
1: right bye everybody stay safe